Coming up on Golf Today, PGA Show Week kicks off with the 20th annual Demo and Fitting Day at Orange County National. Meet some new sticks. We'll take you live to the largest outdoor golf demo in the world. Plus, we'll visit with a major champion at Demo and Fitting Day. Lexi Thompson says hello to talk about the year ahead from her gear to her goals for 2023. And the PGA Tour is out in beautiful San Diego at Torrey Pines. Gorgeous spot, tough test. Who has the right stuff? Find out on Golf Today. Golf Today. Exciting week for the golf industry gets underway today with the PGA show demo and fitting day at Orange County National Golf Center Winter Garden, Florida. Perfect start. The PGA show week, endless opportunities to learn about and field test the latest equipment and technology from golf's leading brands. This is Golf Today. Damon Hack alongside Eamon Lynch, Golf Week magazine. You like shiny new clubs? This is your week, but also a week very important for the industry at large. Particularly today, this is kind of like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory to me you know it's a dream world out there that the solution to whatever ails us Damon mm. exists somewhere in that range at Orange County National short of a sports psychologist in my case obviously but it is a big week this is an industry that really only has two meeting places one is a little more exclusive than the other which is under the tree at Augusta National mm. for the first half of the week at the Masters and then this week in Orlando for the PGA Merchandise Show. How much is this kind of like a tone setter as well, for the businesses to get together, the PJ professionals just kind of take stock of, of where we are in 2023. It is particularly this year because the last couple of years with the COVID pandemic, the show has not really been what it was. I, I first went to my first PJ show in 2004. I was wow. told then it was a shadow of what it used to be, and it seemed to me so enormous and impressive back then. And it, it still is very much a temperature taker of where this game is in terms of who shows up there what their business report is. And you can really get a sense of how robust different corners of this industry are based on talking to people on the floor of the PGA show. It's a big day. It's a big week. Let's tell the folks at home what you'll be seeing and experiencing at PGA show demo and fitting day. Orange County National Golf Center, Winter Garden, Florida. Fantastic spot. By the way, open only to golf industry professionals. So make sure you have your right credentials. If you're going to Orange County National, estimated 1 million golf balls will be hit during PGA Show Demo and Fitting Day. Practice facilities, 42 acres, 600 spots on the driving range and over 60 different companies on site at Demo Day. And you know, we love our maps during this week. Let's take a closer look at the Golf Center. Some of the manufacturers we'll be hearing from. Today, you got Cobra Puma, Golf, Strixon, Cleveland, Zexio, Flightscope as well, Bushnell, LA Golf, Callaway Golf, Top Tracer Range, Ping and Full Swing Golf as well. With more on the day ahead, let's welcome in Matt Adams and Amy Rogers from Orange County National. Guys? Gentlemen, thank you very much. You know, Eamon was just saying that you can tell the temperature of the golf industry by what's happening at this show. Well, right now, that temperature is running very hot. This is our first show post-COVID, and as a result, it is coming back into its original form. The band is back together, gents, and I can tell you there's a lot of excitement here at Orange County National for the demo day and fitting day. It's, Amy, I think, always a unique 
opportunity. I, I, for years, have called this the fifth major, at least in the business side of the game of golf. What has struck you so far? Yeah, it is really exciting. There's this new buzz again, you know, just like you said, uh, coming out of COVID and, and having so many more people here, some exciting stuff uh, in the works as well. And I think the technology is going to blow people away. I know we are True really that. excited about what we're seeing. If you're just kind of the average golfer, which I know I am, there's some really exciting equipment out there that's being designed with you in mind to help make the game take this easier to make it a little bit easier yeah. and probably a little bit more fun too so i'm excited to uh be able to share a little bit with uh a little bit more about that with you guys coming up in the show and some incredible technology that's just going to be in the palm of your hand with your phone what you can do to track your game track your ball flight just to improve and get a little bit better i'm just blown away by the advancements that we're seeing in this game there is little doubt about that and much of this is built around the celebration of the game and of course the education that goes with it uh, gents and throughout the course of the week we're going to have the opportunity to highlight some of that as well we're very excited of all that lies in store uh, we're excited as well. Hit back down to demo and fitting day throughout the show to check in with Amy and Matt and several special guests. Meanwhile, the PGA Tour heads to La Jolla, California, outside of San Diego for the Farmers Insurance Open. This marks the second straight year. The Farmers begins on Wednesday with the final round scheduled for Saturday. We've got you covered with first round action on Golf Channel 3 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, how about this guy? He's dominating the year. John Rahm, fresh off wins at Century Tournament of Champions and the American Express goes for his third straight PJ Tour victory at Torrey Pines. His four wins in the last six starts in official events on the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour and has finished T4 or better in all six. And he's going to have to get through some tough players, six players in the FedEx Cup top 10, five players in the official World Golf ranking top 10, seven past champions in this field, eight major winners, 18 of the top 30 in the FedEx Cup standings in the field at Torrey Pines with more. Let's say hello to Kira K. Dixon, who's on site this week. Hey, Kira. Hey, Damon. Well, as you guys know, there are 17 designated events this year for the PGA Tour, which is a change on the PGA Tour schedule. Those 17 events, of course, include the majors, and they're designed to make sure that the best players in the world are playing against each other more often. So that might mean some of the events that don't have that designated status won't receive the fields that they're used to. Torrey Pines is one of those venues that does not have designated status. But as you just showed in all of those graphics, uh, this is an incredibly strong field, so I spoke to several of those notable names to find out why Torrey Pines is such a stalwart on the elite player schedule. There's a lot of factors, um, but here playing at Torrey Pines, you know, being a great golf course, a major championship venue, um, that's where guys want to play sometimes. And uh, to put together a field like this, a lot of good players, obviously John coming back, you know, after back-to-back -back wins, um, just strengthens the field. And that's kind of what you want to play against is some of the best guys and in their best form as well. San Diego's hard to pass on. <laughs> I don't care where you live. Um, but yeah, I think great golf courses. Uh, I still think there's some, honestly, Tiger effect. This was always where the tour felt like it started because he would start his season here. So I feel like this is just a heightened uh, feel for whatever reason. But, uh, you know, obviously this, uh, the South Course hosts the U.S. Open here and there. Um, so I just think a lot of people are attracted to, uh, to the difficulty of it and uh, kind of the uh, esteem that it has in the golf world. San Diego's finally putting out some nice weather. Um, I'm biased. It's my hometown. So... Um, I always think there's a pretty strong field here at the Farmers and, um, you know, it's just part, it's a big part of the West Coast swing. And I think, you know, guys feel like, you know, if they want to play the West Coast swing, they got to play here. 
And as you guys were talking about with John Rahm being in the field, arguably the most notable name, the world number three is actually out on the golf course right now playing with Gareth Bale, which would be interesting for any of our golf and soccer crossover fans. Uh, John always calls Torrey Pines and Farmers uh, one of his most favorite events on his schedule. First of all, he loves the food in San Diego. You might be seeing him around town at Ken's Sushi Workshop at uh, Bird Rock Coffee at Mendocino Farms. He likes to stop there for a sandwich, but it's also a very emotional place for him. This is where he won his U.S. Open, his first win on the PGA Tour, where he got engaged to his wife, Kelly. And going back to 1958, when this event came to Torrey Pines, he is the owner of the second lowest scoring average at the Farmers Insurance Open, second behind only Tiger Woods, guys. Love it, and you can't beat the fish tacos in San Diego as well. Much more from Kira no. in just a little bit. <laughs> Fantastic field, as she just noticed. Some notable tee times in the first round. Max Homa, Will Zalatoris, Colin Morikawa together at 12.30 p.m. Then you got Xander Shoffley, the San Diego native. J.J. Spahn, a Southern California native as well. Hideki Matsuyama, 12.40 p.m. And then 1.40, the aforementioned John Rahm loves Torrey Pines like no other. Tony Finau and the man known as JT. Well, coming up after the break, Damon, Victor Perez has made the short drive from Abu Dhabi to Dubai, and he'll be joining us from there to talk about being the DP World Tour's latest winner. And you can add Rory McIlroy's name to the lengthy list of people growing weary of Patrick Reed. There was an incident between the two of them on the range this morning in Dubai. We'll tell you what happened next. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And the winner himself, Victor Perez, joins us now on Golf Today. Victor, congratulations on the result. You went into that final round just one shot behind, but there were two major champions ahead of you in Shane Lowry and Francesco Molinari. Did you have a specific game plan heading into the final round? Um, not, not particularly. I think, you know, there was too many guys uh, within three shots of the lead that, you know, obviously you have great players behind you, you have great players ahead of you, so... It's one of those where it's too compact for you to uh, make a specific game plan. I think you try to go play your best. You know, um, obviously, the back nine was much tougher for us than the front nine was. So you kind of have to get off to the best of starts. 
and then uh, hopefully get near the lead with five, six to go and then try to hang on, which is basically exactly what happened to me. Um, but yeah, it was a kind of a turn of events that worked out in my favor. Yeah, the turn of events really happened on 17. All sorts of things could have happened, and you hole it for an incredible birdie. Standing over the ball, you know, your mind could have been racing. What was your thought process? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm just trying to, um, you know, slide all the way to the hole um, and, and give myself a putt. I'm expecting uh, Sebastian Soderbergh, who was in my group, who had about 25 feet left to hold his putt. So I'm thinking, you know, if I make three and he holds, we're tied with one hole to go. Uh, which has about as good of a scenario as I was hoping. You know, if if he holds, I don't get up and down. Then he has a one-shot lead. Um, and he was playing beautifully. He, he hit a great four iron into 15 to about four feet. So I'm not, I'm expecting the best case scenario from his side as always, you know, as you should prepare yourself. And uh, and yeah, just spun it back in the hole. He missed his spot and it gave me the two-shot cushion, which was needed going into 18. Well, I call it the shot of the year. You've called it the greatest shot you've ever hit, which means it replaces something atop the list. So before the whole bunker shot, what was the greatest shot you had hit? Uh, maybe something from a previous win. Yeah, I think the, the previous shot was uh, uh, the Dunhill Links. Uh, won the Dunhill Links in 2019, and I hit just a beautiful eight iron on the road hole at St. Andrews, uh, tied for the lead as well. And, uh, led me to kind of an easy par and the Matthew Southgate that I was playing against at the time was on the front right of the green and had to putt and kind of had the the you know the bank and the and the slope from the road hole bunker in the way and three putted the hole which gave me a one shot lead so that was you know the best shot that I've hit before but um, I think the bunker shot from Sunday is going to top it off. It's certainly going to be talked about a little more often than the previous shot, Victor. You, you showed up in Abu Dhabi for the Hero Cup. You hadn't played in a couple of months. You went undefeated <coughs> in the Hero Cup. You're undefeated, obviously, in the HSBC Championship as well. So you're not showing much winter rust for a guy who lives in Edinburgh. Did you prove a point to your Ryder Cup captain, Luke Donald, over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're very fortunate to have the Hero Cup, um, you know, happen for us. Um, and, and it's an event that Dr. Munjal from Hero and the DP World Tour were able to put um, put up quite quickly. And, and we're very fortunate that the 20 players, the 10 from uh, GB in Ireland and the 10 continental players to to have this event. Because like you're saying, you know, I hadn't played since the, the, our, our final in November and you know, generally you you spend some time, you work on your swing, you try to progress, uh, you get in the gym, but uh, it's always a little bit, you know, walking on eggshells for those first few events of the year because you don't really have any reps uh, under competition. We're able to play in a match play format, um, which was quite nice because you have a little bit that edge, you know, with your, you know, partner. He might bail you out, you might bail him out. You don't feel like you have so much pressure as as you might find in the 72 hole tournament and. It allowed me to um, kind of see where my game was at. We, we went undefeated in, in the doubles, and I was able to win my single, which was, you know, as good of a start and um, gave me some confidence on the thing that I was working on and, and, um, and backed it up the week after uh, in Abu Dhabi. What's it like playing back-to-back -back weeks? I saw the DP World Tour posted video of you being congratulated by your peers in Dubai, hugs from Pete Cow and hugs from Rafa Cabrera Bayou. What are those moments like when, when the guys are coming up to you and saying, hey, job well done? Yeah, it's great. I think, um, you know, we're, we're very fortunate, you know, that I've created some relationships over the year with some of the guys. And, uh, and I really felt, you know, I was really happy to see Pete there today. Um, 
you know, hug me. I told him, you know, we've been working together three years and that's probably the biggest compliment he's given me was today. So I had to, it was well earned. Um, it meant a lot, obviously. Um, but yeah, it was great to see some of the guys um, today and, and get concrete, you know, from the first event of the year for us, the Rolex series are, are massive. You know, there's another one this week uh, at the uh, Hero Dubai Desert Classic. And uh, yeah, it's just great to have that kind of atmosphere and um, definitely makes you, you feel good about your win and makes you feel good about the work that you've put in over the winter. Victor, you're just three weeks into 2023. As you noted, you've just won one of the biggest events on the DP World Tour, a Rolex Series event. How does that reset what your goals are then as you move through the rest of this year? Yeah, I mean, I haven't really thought about it and I'm trying to stay as focused as I can on this week because it's just as big of an event, um, which can be obviously a little bit challenging because, you know, it's it's hard and, and, and to not have your mind wander and start thinking like, oh, maybe I can get into this tournament, maybe I can get into that tournament. But I think, you know, the task at hand is is the the Hero Dubai Desert Classic this week on on an iconic course that everybody's seen around the world. And um, obviously I'm coming into the event with some form, uh, playing really well. And, and I think it's, um, if I can have that discipline and stay, you know, laser focused on the event this week, um, I'll get the most out of it. I think um, a mistake would be to to start wondering, start thinking about the future and and forget that, you know, this week is is basically as big of an event as it was last week. Well, you have 11 months to try to top that bunker shot on 17 in Abu Dhabi. I'm not betting against you, Victor. Congratulations and thanks for the time. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Well, from Abu Dhabi, it's 90 minutes down the highway to Dubai. Roy McIlroy's headline in a top-notch field there as the DP World Tour stays in the Middle East for the second straight Rolex Series event. This will be the world number one's first start of 2023 after he skipped the first designated event of the PGA Tour season in Hawaii. And here's a look at some of the notable names in the field. Roy McIlroy there with Shane Lowry, a new member of the Players Advisory Council on the PGA Tour. So you see some PGA Tour stalwarts here, Damon, with a healthy mix of some live golfers in the field as well. And with that, you, you, there's some speculation, I guess, that maybe there'd be some hard stares on the driving range, perhaps some flybys, maybe some unanswered text messages. And it sounds like we already have an incident this morning uh, in Dubai, what should we know? Yeah, it's been reported in, in the Irish Independent today, and our friend Jason Sobel jokingly referred to this as the golf equivalent of a bench-clearing brawl <laughs> out there, but Patrick Reed attempted to say hello to Rory McIlroy, who was kind of hunkered down, staring at the ground, and Rory McIlroy ignored him, and after a period of time, Reed stormed away and flicked a tee back in Rory's Ooh. direction. So this is considered, I guess, a bench-clearing brawl in golf these days. But it does speak to the level of animosity that exists out there, which shouldn't really come as a surprise to people. Any concern that th this could escalate? I mean, we're, you know, on the verge of the first major championship in April. Uh, it'll be a mix of, of PJ Tour players and live golfers in Augusta National as well. You don't want to see this thing kind of the temperature rise in, in some of our beloved events become sullied by by some of the things that happen outside the ropes. It's going to escalate in the same way that the lawyers' bills are going to escalate. Mm. And that's really what's driving this here. And in fairness, this isn't the first time Patrick Reed has been shunned by people he used to play golf alongside because of his conduct. And actions have consequences here. And what that's a point that seems to be willfully missed or overlooked by a lot of the live guys in what you see as their public complaints right now, because they are suing these players on both sides of the Atlantic, but they're essentially paying legal bills for the action these guys are taking. 
and they're trying to upend their tour, they're trying to take their business, whatever it is, and then they're going to complain that no one's saying hello, or they're complaining that they're not being used in the marketing materials, or they're complaining that right. hello or birthday greetings aren't being tweeted at them. I mean, it's a, it's a delusional lack of self-awareness that the live guys expect any other kind of reaction from the players. I don't think you're going to see it at Augusta. People tend to be a little more mannered down there, but mm. you're going to see the, the animosity escalate, certainly. More fuel for Roy McIlroy's tank, as if he needs any more fuel in the tank. Maybe it'll fuel Patrick Reed this week as well. Who knows? Seems to be a long way away from 2016 in the Ryder Cup when those two gave us that fantastic match in Sunday singles. That will change since then. No question about it, folks. On the other side of the break, we head back down to the 20th annual PGA Show demo and fitting day at Orange County National Golf Center. Matt Adams and Amy Rogers join with the latest and greatest product you need for your own game. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Back on golf today, one of the best weeks of the year is PGA professionals, golf leaders, industry execs, and retailers from around the world descend on Orlando, Florida for the PGA show, demo and fitting day. Lots of great manufacturers with gear shining and new. Let's get you back down to Orange County National and Matt Adams. Gents, thank you very much. We've made our way back to the main set where I am absolutely delighted to be joined by Ryan Fisher, who is a senior sales manager for Bushnell. Now, Ryan, I'm holding a rangefinder. You've brought all kinds of gadgets with you. You got a lot of stuff to go through here, dude. It's an exciting time in the golf market, and we've got a lot of new and exciting products with Bushnell Golf. We're going to start off here with a Tour V6 shift. Bushnell Golf built its name on being the most accurate rangefinder in the market, and on top of improved consistency, accuracy, durability, we've uh, also improved the visual jolt function. So not only will you see, but you'll also feel when you get confirmation that you've locked onto that target. And this device, the V6 Shift, comes equipped with our slope mechanism that's trusted by 99% of the PGA Tour. We also have a V6 that um, is an that. another option. Nice, looks great that uh, does not come, comes with all the same features as the V6 Shift, just, just does not have the uh, slope capabilities on that. So really exciting new range finders coming and uh, we're excited to get them in the market. All right, now I'm also surrounded by what look like speakers to me. And the reason I'm saying look like, I have the round wingman. I got it for Father's Day, my family. I love it, it to play fantastic uh, quality music while out on the golf course or wherever you are. 
Why is this one in this new diamond shape? What's, what's the story with this one? Yeah, so Matt, to your point, we pretty much invented the GPS speaker category in 2020 when we launched that Wingman GPS speaker. This is the next evolution of that product with the Wingman view. We've added an external screen, so not only can you see and hear those GPS distances, we've also updated the remote to where you can change holes, you can change you know, your shot selection, you can uh, um, increase the volume or change the song that you're playing with, so just a really nice evolution, and we're really excited about this cool. product. Well, I'm, if you don't mind, I'm going to hang on to this one for the time being, but I see a, what looks like a little speaker next to me. Yeah, so this is, uh, again, a category that we've seen tremendous growth in. This is the Wingman GPS speaker. So on top of premium audio quality, you're going to get GPS distances directly on this device as well through the speaker. And uh, we've kind of geared this product to the walker. So as you can see, it's a little bit smaller form factor. You can clip it directly onto the your golf bag if you're walking. But it also comes with our franchise feature bite technology to where if you're playing you know, in a golf cart, you can just pop it right on and it magnetizes directly to the bar of a cart. That looks awesome. And as much as we're talking about Bushnell and making sure that your distances are right and enjoying the entertainment along the way, what you're holding in your hands right now looks to me like it's going to ensure all the same. Yeah, exactly. So a couple of years ago, we launched the Bushnell Golf Launch Pro. And if you're watching live from one of these major championships, chances are you're going to see the PGA Tour players using some type of launch monitor sure. to manage their practice data. Um, you know, and, and this device was developed essentially to give the normal consumer an option at a more affordable price point than what you might see with some of those other devices. On the flip side, you can also utilize this as a simulator. So if you're at home with your buddies in your garage, want to play a few holes of simulated golf, you can utilize this Launch Pro and uh, play directly in your house. So really excited time, and we're, uh, we're excited to be uh, affiliated with our partners over at Foresight Sports. Well, Ryan, we wish you the very best with everything that you guys are doing. Thank you for all the goodies that you brought up on the stage to show us. Let's find out what goodies Amy has in store. Thanks so much, Matt, here with Henry Johnson. He is the founder and CEO of FlightScope. And there are some exciting new developments with Amiibo Plus this year. Walk me through some of these new advancements. Yeah, good morning. So um, this is the 2023 edition of the Amiibo Plus. Um, we've made quite a few advances. One is um, it's got an improved battery life of three hours. It's also got a new kickstand, which has got a one-click, very nice package. Um, I think most importantly, we brought out something called multicam with augmented reality, which means you can walk around even the shot and the trace will stay in place. You can choose which data elements you want to publish onto the video, and you can share it immediately with your student. Extremely exciting, and it's more than as seen on TV because of the augmented reality part. Then secondly, we also have the face impact as a subscription, which is extremely accurate. It's actually scary to see how accurate it is. Um, and we're using our patented fusion technology, which means we're using the 3D radar measurements, combining, but combining then also the image processing from the internal camera. And then we use machine learning on top, which is a an assisted learning or self-learning process as we go again. So this thing just gets more accurate with time. But already it's so accurate that, you know, you, you just won't believe how accurate it is. It's amazing. And we, we think that bringing this to the consumer level, affordability, accessibility, um, that's what we're here for. We have a, an amazing range of products. We just don't have one product. We have a range of products from, you know, the small Mevo right through to the X3. Um, and um, 
it makes it available for every golfer out there. Yeah, making it so accessible, that's something that you can use just with your cell phone or your iPad just to be able to, to shoot this, as you were talking about, with the multi-cam feature, right? Yes, that's right. And you can actually have even two iPhones or iPods, for that matter, mm -hmm. with a multi-cam software. And you can have like a down the line and face on video at the same time, side by side. Also using the augmented reality, if you want. Um, the apps are, you know, for Android and for iOS, but we also have made a PC application now, which is very similar, but more powerful for people that want to do a studio using a, a Windows PC, where you can use machine vision cameras and so on, also with Amiibo Plus. Now, this is for everyone. This is accessible. Is this able to be used both indoor and outdoor? Yes, that's correct. So at the moment here, we're measuring outdoor, and like I've shown you on the AR multicam with this young gentleman at 16 years old carrying 331 yards at 200 miles an hour. Um, that's outdoor and indoor equally well. Um, and um, we also now provide 10 courses included for golf simulation in the package for the new 2023 Mivo Plus, which is exciting because it means you can play in your garage, in a net, anywhere you want. You can actually play full golf, inclusive of putting. And I think one of the things that is a bonus is we've improved our fusion processing um, and everybody that's already an owner will get the advantages of the improved, more accurate data over, overall, which just comes as a bonus. How does that work? Is that like an update then to the system that you download? Yeah, it just comes, so you just need to make sure you update your, your apps and the firmware and everything like that will do its own thing. So if you keep up with the updates, you'll get the, the benefits of our hard work and all our engineers through the last year. Make those updates. It sounds like there's some incredible, awesome new features to access. Henry, thank you so much for the time. Great to learn about the latest on Mevo Plus. Thank you. Damon and Eamon, back to you. Well, I'm here to testify that driver is not the club that helped Brad Fax into his eight PGA Tour victories, but that one of the greatest putters in the history of the Tour will be joining us from the range in Orlando as soon as we come back. Stay with us. Exciting week, as you know, this industry show gets underway today. This is the 20th, by the way, demo and fitting day. Winter Garden, Florida, Orange County National Golf Center. There's just so much to really look at and take in this week. It's the largest outdoor golf demo day in the world, open only to golf industry professionals. Somehow, Dom Chu found his way, as he mentioned, into the PGA show a few years ago. Estimated 1 million golf balls are hit during this day and with more let's send it down to amy rogers thanks so much guys i am joined now by charlie fisher vp with lambkin here to talk about some exciting new grips and feel is so important when it comes to the game of golf but especially when it comes to your grips let's talk about the two exciting new ones that we're gonna um dive into today starting with the sonar plus what's new yeah, so the Sonar Plus, um, it is uh, a product that we launched roughly, roughly four years ago, and this year we're launching it in black. Really, the inspiration for the product was a collaboration that we did with one of the national club fitters out there, and the demand for the product and the color scheme that was there, it just drove us to, we want to meet the consumer demand. But what makes this product unique is two things. One, it's the Genesis material. That's really the foundation for it. And then the fingerprint technology uh, that, that actually is... is, um, is the actual surface texture that you touch. And it's not just one without the other. The two together is what give it the unique feel. And this product will be available in standard, midsize, and oversize. 
And what about the other two that we have here? Some fun colors and these new designs as well. Now, UTX in green and blue. First off, what does UTX stand for? <laughs> UTX stands for ultra tacky, and then the X is, actually stands for the X pattern cord. So if you actually look at the grip, you'll see that there's little X patterns all throughout the, the cord texture there. But what makes this grip unique, um, well, one, it's our fastest growing grip on tour right now. Um, it's also our winningest grip on tour. So we've had a, a really successful season in 2022 and leading into 2023. Super excited about launching a green grip. People might have noticed it on TV. Uh, and so with that said, um, what's, what makes this grip great is the, uh, the material itself. Um, laced with ace material, but there's actually three layers to it. So we call it a, a tri-layer technology. Uh, the bottom layer actually touches the shaft of the, of, the, of the club. And that's also where we also feel like we're, we're able to optimize the feedback from the shaft to your hands. But then in between is the cord texture and then laced with the ace material on top, which is a tacky cord. So this is UT's ultra tack and an X pattern cord, but it's, it's a really unique cord. There's nothing like it out on the market right now in terms of it's, it's truly the holy grail in the cord product. So. You mentioned these are really popular among tour players. What is it, the feel that they're getting from these grips that makes them so popular? Well, there isn't anything that's tacky and corded. So the, the full, you know, the initial uh, purchase to your hand when you feel it, um, you're going to notice that it's tacky. And then the cord texture when you're actually swinging it, it's confirmed through performance. So. Now, the Sonar Plus comes in a variety of different sizes. Is it the same for these two as well? It is. So the UTX is actually going to come in standard and midsize. Charlie, thank you so much for the insights and all the information on these exciting new grips. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate it. Matt, over to you. Amy, thank you very much. I have bumped into a couple of dear friends here. Mary Lou Bone, and Mary Lou has been the president of Titleist Golf Ball since 2016, been with the company since 1987. Correct. How time flies. Time right? flies. It feels like yesterday. And Brad Faxon, an eight-time winner on the PGA Tour, multiple times on the PGA Tour champions as well. Can you believe, Mr. Brad Faxon, that this year marks 40 years that you've been an ambassador along with Titleist? feels like my whole life. I'm 61 now, and where I grew up at Rhode Island Country Club, Mary Lou knows uh, Fred Bruno was the golf professional there, and th there was no other product in his shop other than Titleist. A bunch of the executives were members there. I learned from an early, uh, early on as a kid that's the equipment I wanted to play if I ever got on the tour, and uh, it's been maybe the most important thing in my uh, professional career, my association with Titleist, yeah. It's incredible because... 40 years with one company, that is so rare today. I mean, it's just not something that's happening. Well, it is very rare, but we find that at Titleist, not just with our relationship with ambassadors like Brad, but even within our ball plants and, and within the management team, people get there and they stay because they love the product, they love the brand, and they love the people. So once you get there, you, you really don't want to leave. No, and I have a really funny story about this, Mary Lou. I don't know if I told you, but when I um, signed my last extension to my agreement to be an ambassador and to get me to this 40th year, I, I called Eddie Abrain, who, who was president of Titles years ago, and then he went on to work at a bunch of different golf companies, including Wilson, and I said, do you think there's been any athlete that's been with a, a company as long as 40 years? I mean, I thought it was, it's got to be close. He goes, you know what? Gene Saracen signed with Wilson when he was 22. We were still paying him when he died at 102. So <laughs> I'm halfway there. You so, got a long way to go on that one, I Brad, but pretty long good. tenure 80, for 80 us. years for Gene Saracen, so I'm halfway there. That's pretty good. You know, I like the combination that Mary Lou noted on this, and, and part of that was the people themselves. Now, granted, a cushionette is right down the road from where you're from. How much is the culture of Titleist part of your decision to say, no, this is home for me? 
Well, it's it's been the culture ever since the, the company was founded, um, right there in the Cushnet River where the, the rubber was brought up there and the golf balls were made. Um, I think the people there that, that work there are so proud knowing that they have continued to be the number one golf ball forever and, yeah. and will continue to be that, that way. There's a really an inherent pride uh, when you walk into the offices up there and um, I don't know, I, I don't remember a day when I haven't had something from Titleist either on my head or in my pocket or definitely on my golf bag. Now, Mary Lou, when we talk about the days and remembering things, you two go back to junior golf days. Well, it was not really my junior golf. I, I first met Brad at a tournament at the Hornblower in Plymouth, Mass. He was playing competitively. My dad was, and my dad used to have all the kids rotate and caddy for him, and that's when I first met Brad, and I think we were probably like 15. I think it had to be 15 or 16 years old. I know I was in high school, and... Um, Mary Lou's dad, 40, 40 pits, um, was was playing, and Mary Lou was out there. Your sister was walking around too, and and I'm like, wow, this is a really you know a cool thing. They have the family also involved, and obviously a lifetime golfer as well. But the, the Hornblower was a big event in New England, and and I learned early on um, a little bit about her family, and she's been tied in the same company I've been for the same amount of time. I used to tease uh, my dad that he was just too cheap to actually pay a real <laughs> caddy, but what it did was it brought all of the different siblings to be exposed to this game and to be exposed to the game at a competitive level, and we loved it. We had a passion for it, and obviously, ultimately, I chose that as my career, so it really was a special gift, and of course, I got to meet great people like Brad along the way. When you're talking about choosing things, Aligning yourself with an ambassador, any ambassador, there has to be a reason. So I guess the question I would have for you is, is a pretty broad net. Why Brad Faxon? Well, I think one of the things we, we hire people in our company and we associate with brand ambassadors in our company with people who have the same core values that we do. And, you know, it's a passion for the game, it's integrity and respect. And because they're wearing that hat and you want them to reflect the values of your company and so that's why we're so proud of our association not just with brad as as a great player and instructor um but who he is as a person and so when he's donning that titleist cap and, and using our equipment you know we're really really proud of that association so 40 consecutive years and we always say a titleist and still counting it's still counting and of course for brad for you your career has gone through changes natural life cycles you're now noted for a variety of different things, not the least of which is joining us on NBC now officially, but also with what you're doing with the coaching side of the game. How much fun are you having? I'm having a blast. You know, I've always been a curious um, player, you know, asking questions to different players about how to get better, what they think, um, and I've wanted to pass that on. Um, I teach a little bit at Jupiter Hills Club here, which is down in Jupiter, Florida, uh, and yeah, I've been teaching some of the members. It's a great place there. I work with Jason Bale, another Titleist ambassador, a top 100 teacher, Lance Gill, who's helped start the Titleist Performance Institute. And I'm just a, a neophyte, really, learning how to teach and become better. And, you know, I don't know, maybe I haven't invented anything. You know, I, I was lucky enough to be a good putter. But um, I, I think, you know, when, when Mary Lou just said, you know, the core values, I, I think really everybody at a cushion is, 
they're, they're core golfers. You know, I'm a golfer at heart, and I'm always thinking about the game in some way, whether how to shoot a lower swing, a slower score, how to maybe hit it a little lower, a little higher, a little farther, and then certainly around the greens, how, how do you get it up and down? You know, how do you play well when you're not hitting it well? How do you score well? Um, and, and, I mean, golf has given me so many opportunities to meet so many people, be so many places, and... I mean, it seems like everybody at Titus, like Mary Lou, she's going to get over here and hit a shot probably as soon as we get off this interview. It's like, let's let's keep doing this. Yeah, but you're not filming that. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome. Uh, Brad and I have been friends for a long, long time, too. And, Brad, we were all very sad to learn of the passing of your dad a few days ago. How are you doing? Uh, you know, uh, it, it was hard. Um, he struggled a little bit with some cancer that got him at the end. But he, he grew up in a golfing family. My grandfather um, spent a lot of time on Cape Cod and started some caddy camps. Uh, some are still in existence, but my father had a brother and sister that were all very good players. You know them as well. Sure. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm proud. You know, he, <laughs> he got me in, involved in the game, and I can't thank him enough. Condolences from all of us. Great to see you. Congratulations on 40 years strong with Titleist Mary Lou. Thanks, it's awesome Aaron. to see you always. All right, we'll send it back to you guys. Brad Faxon Sr. passed away on Saturday morning after a battle with cancer. He was 84 years old. It's Kid in a Candy Store Day, otherwise known as Demo and Fitting Day at the PGA Merchandise Show. We'll have the latest gear and gadgets coming soon to a pro shop near you. And Lexi Thompson, she's one of the game's biggest stars lending her name to the showcase in Orlando this week. We'll hear from Lexi on the state of her game as she heads into 2023. And speaking of the elite, it's Tory Pines Week on the PGA Tour. We're heading out to California as Golf Today rolls on. today. Big week for the golf industry. It's underway with the PGA Show demo and fitting day at Orange County National Golf Center. Perfect start. PGA Show week. got the PGA pros and industry insiders talking shop and field testing the latest equipment and technology from golf's leading manufacturers. I'd say a little mix of business and pleasure. This is Golf Today. Damon alongside Eamon. I tell you what, this always strikes me as a big week for the entire industry. You have the PGA show, then you've got you know, the Farmers Insurance out at Torrey Pines, one of the best fields uh, of the year. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a busy week. It's a fun week. And it's a, something of a dilemma because when you look at all the equipment manufacturers, well, Torrey Pines is kind of a home game for mm -hmm. them. They all are based out there for the most part in Carlsbad, California. And it, it was always this kind of Sophie's choice, I guess, for those guys, whether to head east or, or stay west. But it has always been a big week. And it's a testament to the PGA show that it remains as mm -hmm. big as it is, given that it's outside of what used to be the traditional product release cycles. You know, it's it, it perfectly aligned with the way the industry used to run. All of the companies have kind of changed the cycles with mm. which they introduce products now, so it's not quite as predictable as it once was. But the PGA show remains uh, a fairly central meeting point for the industry at large. As we said earlier, you've got to take the temperature of the industry you're in. Busy week in Florida, busy week out in California as well. Just a reminder, the Farmers Insurance Open begins tomorrow at Torrey Pines. The field will play one round on the north and south course Wednesday and Thursday before the south course becomes the sole venue played during the final two rounds. And one group you want to keep your eyes on tomorrow is the 1.40 p.m. Eastern group 
of John Rahm, Tony Finau, and Justin Thomas. You want to talk about some superstars with more on JT. Let's send it out to Kira K. Dixon. Justin Thomas teeing it up once again after a few weeks off. And Justin, we're going to talk about the golf, but I know that you recently got married and we got to talk about the wedding. I want all the details. Uh, tell us where it was, the honeymoon. Uh, you know, this is what the people want. For sure. No, it was good. It, yeah, it kind of took a while to get out. We got married back in November. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. It was in, in Nashville at a, a place that we have a house at in Troubadour. Uh, beautiful fall leaves, you know, growing up in Louisville, it kind of, and then her in Chicago brought back some fall vibes for both of us. We honeymooned to, to Mexico. I pretty much just ate and drank everything in sight and slept nine hours a night. It was absolutely incredible. And then I had to get back uh, to my job and start practicing again. But, um, no, it, it's been fun. It's very easy adjustment for us both. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. Well, congratulations. And uh, Jordan Spieth was in the wedding. He Did he give any interesting speeches? He did. He gave, he gave a great speech. Uh, yeah, he was my best man. Um, he, he crushed it. I, I got to give him a lot of credit, and uh, I'm proud of him for sure. <laughs> uh, we can talk about what he said in it off camera. Um, so your wife, Jillian, is not a, a golf person. Uh, what has it been like for her to make the transition to, to be out here and kind of part of your, your team uh, week in and week out? It's very different. I think I, she started traveling more, I would say, full-ish time last year, um, and I think she she both gained a respect and, and understood kind of what's going on of, of not just for of what I'm doing, but just for her, you know. it's Being out here as many years as I have now, I understand that we're in a different place every week, different hotel, different food, you know, travel, whatever it is, and and you know, different time zones. It's like, you, you just kind of have to base your routine off of where you are. And, um, you know, for someone who's done it differently their entire life, it's, it's a, it's an adjustment. Uh, there's days like yesterday, you know, where I leave the room at, at six fifteen or something like that. And I don't get back until four thirty or five, just between practice and stuff going on. But, um, you know, that's just a part of life and, and we, we all adjust. Yeah. Well, speaking of practicing, you've had the last few weeks off. So what have those last few weeks looked like? They've been great. It's it's beautiful right now in Jupiter. It's um it's been just seems like every day you go outside and it's kind of you know brisk, not quite like it was here this morning, but it's it's nice in the morning and no clouds and and great opportunity to kind of work on some things and practice. And yeah, I took probably three, four, five days off and just had some stuff in my golf swing I'm working on, so I was able to kind of go out and get some reps in and just feel like ingraining it you know, into my memory and my feels to where, you know, once I came here and got on the stretch, it's, it's a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. You, know, you mentioned in your press conference that century of course is the first event of the calendar year, but mm -hmm. this is where you really consider your, your year to kick off. So what's going to be the most important thing for you to accomplish this week? Uh, I just think, I mean, minimizing mistakes out here at Torrey is huge, but if you drive the ball well, it's, uh, it makes your life a lot easier, a lot less stressful and, and just the course is a lot more gettable the rough is long this year it's uh it's cold the ball's not going quite as far um and i just feel like if you can put the ball in play and minimize the mistakes um and just kind of ride your runs if you get some throughout the course of 72 holes then it should be right there awesome. well, congratulations again and best of luck this week thank you appreciate it jt with kira k and how about this moment in justin thomas's life this is a big step he's a married man now you know you're not just playing for yourself anymore you're playing for your family
Isn't it a little disappointing that Jordan didn't show up in the green jacket from Augusta National <laughs> to give the best man speech? We don't, we don't know that. Maybe we, the pictures would have gotten out. Yeah, I think those pictures definitely would have gotten out. But yeah, he, he's in a transitional point in his life now, as Jordan Spieth has been over the last couple of years getting married and becoming a father. And this week, in a way, is an interesting dynamic at Torrey Pines because we're in what we're now calling the rampage mm. of, of John Ram, just tearing it up everywhere he goes, basically since last fall when he won the Spanish Open and has continued to win since then. And it's a pretty big firepower pairing that they have out there on Wednesday with John Ram, Justin Thomas, Tony Finau. Tony Finau has been a winner himself on multiple occasions since last summer. Yeah. JT won a major last year, and both of them are seriously outgunned in terms of form heading into this pairing for the first couple of days. And, you know, you'd like to see them perhaps make a statement that this isn't a, a one-show pony anymore. Yeah, I tell you what, if Justin Thomas is still thinking about the wedding, I would be surprised at this point it's back to work. As he said, it's back to business. John Rahm has won four times around the world since Justin Thomas won that second PGA Championship. Uh, we know his expectations. We know he's one of the great Brahma Bulls, alpha males in this game. So, you know, the honeymoon stage is over, I think. Justin Thomas, you know, has to get back to work because, trust me, he doesn't want this to become a discussion of, is John Rahm the best player in the world or Rory McIlroy the best player in the world? He wants a seat at that table. And we probably throw McIlroy into that conversation. He's obviously playing in Dubai mm. this week as well. And he or Ram could very well be number one in the world when we get to next Monday morning when the rankings are updated. But this is the first time we'll have seen Rory McIlroy since the season-ending event in, in Dubai last year yeah. for the, the DP World Tour. And you'd think, given the comments that John Ram has made about feeling that he's the best player in the world and believing that he's the best player in the world and actually playing like he's the best player in the world and questioning the validity of the rankings because he's <laughs> not listed right. at the top of that list, well, maybe Roy McIlroy's got a little bit of an impetus to make a statement this week in Dubai as well and remind people, you know what, this ranking is a rolling two-year period, mm. and I've earned my spot up here, and I'm not giving it up. Lots of great golf around the world. Lots of great equipment at Orange County National Golf Center. PGA Show demo and fitting day. I know you wish you could be there. We're going to do our best to take you there. It's the 20th annual largest outdoor golf demo day in the world. Open only the golf industry professionals, so we're going to be kind of the bird's eye view for you. Bring you up close as best as we can. This map, fantastic, showing all the companies, some 60 companies in all 42 acres of fun as you can see a beautiful round driving range if you've ever been there you can hit balls really all day long with more let's send it out to our good buddy matt Evans. guys thank you very much you know down here especially today at the demo and fitting day but at the pga show in general we're all trying to find that new product that's going to make a lot of noise in the golf industry i may have it in my hand this is LA Golf, and this putter is so unique. Reed Dickens is the founder and the CEO. And Reed, I can already tell looking at this putter, it's not even made from a metal frame. This is something radically different. You're correct. It's the most technologically advanced putter ever made. Uh, this is the first all-carbon putter 
Um, the carbon is five times less dense than steel, so that allows you to have almost twice as large of a sweet spot, which, which cuts down on your mishits. Uh, number two, we have the descending loft face technology. Yeah. So this is four, three, two, one degree loft, makes the ball roll more, tr more consistently and sooner off the face. It actually cuts your break. Uh, and then we have an anti-vibration shaft, the most stable shaft in the industry. So we've solved three problems most people didn't even know they had. All right, so let's go into the elements of, of those problems that have been solved through this technology. First of all, I'm going to hold this up to Greg, our cameraman, this way, because I can see weights in the back. I'm assuming these are tungsten correct, back here. Correct. Talk to us about the, the whole process of putting this together and the philosophy of where you're putting the weights and where you're not putting weight. Yeah, so Jeff Meyer, our engineer, is one of the most creative engineers in the industry. He actually came to me with the idea and said, hey, you know, every putter ever made is made out of steel. And do you know why? No reason. Uh, there's no regulation that says have, the putter face has to be flat. There's no regulation that says it has to be steel. So carbon is less dense, allows you to have a larger area of forgiveness, right? And most, even zero handicaps, miss the sweet spot nine out of ten putts. Really? Yeah. Holy cow. And so the tungsten that Jeff is, is engineered into this, and then I want to ask you about this as well, the face that's engineered into this, obviously it all ties into the overall weight, but let's specifically talk about the insert for a second. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, so we figured out how to, we bought sick putters, and they had this patented uh, descending law face, and we put it into a carbon head. Uh, the tungsten screws provide you the balance, right? So this is really a setup, just like a ping answer or a Scotty Cameron. Uh, but our $499 putter comes with a shaft that we typically sell for $400. So the value proposition is off the charts. Uh, it's, like I said, the most technologically advanced putter ever made. Uh, and we are really challenging people to feel it for themselves uh, because the, the way, if you watch a slow motion video of the ball coming off the face of like a Scotty Cameron, yeah. the ball skids, right? The head wiggles and deflects. This has no deflection in the head. The ball rolls sooner and you have a much bigger, uh, larger area of forgiveness. All right, before I throw it back to the studio, then I want to ask you one more question. You've talked about the shaft a couple of times. Why is this so important and so different? So, again, we have proprietary uh, materials. Uh, our shafts are all handmade in Anaheim, California. Uh, we have design patents and material patents. And so material sciences have advanced exponentially, and the golf industry hasn't. So we love material sciences. We use different materials, different design structures, and then obviously we have the patented uh, descending loft face and the carbon head, honestly, is a game changer. Uh, TaylorMade did it with the driver, right? We've done it with the putter. It, it's a better material than solid steel. There's no reason you should have a solid steel putter with a tiny sweet spot. Reed, we wish you the very best with Thank all this. Thank you so much. Good, Good to see you. Good. All right, guys, back up to you. Well, coming up, an 11-time winner on the LPGA Tour is joining us from Orlando to talk about what changes she's making heading into 2023. Lexi Thompson, right after the break. here with Lexi Thompson, who is out here at the PGA Show's demo and fitting day. Lexi, you've been a big part of the Bridgestone Cobra Puma family for a number mm -hmm. of years. What brings you out today? Well, for all my sponsors with Cobra Puma Golf and Bridgestone Golf, they've been huge partners and um, big parts of my career. So happy to come here and support them and have some fun seeing all the new technology and all the fans that come out to support these teams. I saw you post on Instagram. You're doing a little testing with a new Aerojet driver. Mm -hmm. Is this something new we're going to see in your bag this year? Hopefully, yeah. It's in my bag right now and just tinkering a little bit here and there with it. So it, it's an amazing driver. Longer, less spin, so can't complain with that. You've been working so hard on your game over the last few years and during this offseason. Where mm -hmm. would you assess where your game is at heading into this new season? 
I've been working extremely hard. You know, the off season was amazing. I got to enjoy some much needed time with my family and friends and just enjoy some downtime, which is definitely needed to have that balance. But at the same time, I've been in the gym twice a day and out on the golf course practicing and really just trying to strive for those improvements on my game that I've been working on. So my game's in a good spot. So happy to start it up. What's the balance? Gym versus range. How much time in each? <laughs> what gets um, more time? <laughs> Um, definitely practice. At the gym, <laughs> I can only work out so much, but usually an hour or two a day in the gym and then four or five hours on the golf practice facility. When will we see you start to tee it up on the LPGA Tour? What sort of your schedule look like this year? I'm still kind of up in the air right now. Um, I have a little bit of time to figure that out still, about another two, three weeks. So we'll see, but uh, I'm definitely getting my game ready and I'm ready to play whenever it does start up. You're a veteran of sorts out here now. It's hard to believe after all these years on the LPGA Tour. What are your goals now at, at this stage in your career? Pretty crazy to hear that I'm veteran. Um, but yeah, I did finish just my uh, 12th full-time season, so it's pretty wild to think. But I'm enjoying every single bit of it every time I tee it up. I'm striving to win and just continue to play consistent golf and keep on improving. So a lot of amazing tournaments this year and great venues, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, what, what would be your pick? I mean, we've got Solheim coming up. We've got some incredible major venues mm -hmm. heading to Pebble Beach for the first time. Baltus Raw, what's your pick? What are you most looking forward to? Probably the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble. Um, I got to play it for the first time just a few months ago, and it was just a, an amazing spot. So definitely looking forward to that. But anytime I can represent my country, uh, I want to be on that Solheim Cup team. So And in Spain. I've never been there. So <laughs> I have heard it's beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty exciting year. Lexi, yeah. thanks for the time. Enjoy yes. the rest of the day. Thank and uh, we're excited to see you when you do uh, finally tee it up this season on the LPGA yeah. Tour. Thank you. I appreciate it. When Golf Today returns, we're going to turn our focus to another special event taking place this week at Torrey Pines, the APGA Farmers Insurance Invitational. We introduce you to a player in the field, Christian Heavens. Find out how golf saved his life when we return. Great to have Christian with us now. For someone whose grandfather put a plastic club in his hands as a baby and told him you were born to play golf, you're someone who's seen triumph and struggle in this game, what does an opportunity like this weekend represent to you? It's great. First of all, I'd like to thank you all for having me on the show and uh, highlighting the several players that's going to play in the tournament this weekend. It's a special um, event that the APJ has given us. So just thank you all, first of all. Um, but, you know, it's, it's great just to answer your question. Um, I remember seeing this like a couple years ago when they had the first tournament and I wasn't able to play. I wasn't playing at the time. I was going through some mental um, obstacles and hard times, you know, kind of struggling with my golf game. My gr grandfather had just passed, and I just needed a break from playing golf. And I felt like, you know, as soon as I did that, this opportunity came, and I was really excited for my guys that were playing on that tournament, watching them on TV. But then there was something, you know, another year going where I was like, man, I want to have this opportunity to play, and I set a goal to make it out here and earn an invitation to play in this tournament. And after a year, you know, finally a full year of coming back from taking a three-year break, um, I've achieved my goal and I, I worked really hard for it. So I'm just excited to get out here and get the year started and get just great experience. I mean, this is great playing one of the tough, tougher courses on tour, seeing where my game stacks up, and we're just going to see what happens and have fun. Christian, you've had some highs and lows in this game. You have said that golf saved your life, that the odds coming out of East St. Louis were stacked against you. What do you remember growing up? Yeah, you know, I, I really am a positive person. I, I, I really focus on, you know, a lot of the highlights and the happy moments in life um, with my grandfather, waiting on him to get off of work, to take me out of Grand Mariah, where him and his buddies were out playing all the time, gambling, playing, 
different skins, gangs, rabbits. Um, and that, that was my inspiration in the game of golf. Um, I was before the Tiger Woods era. And it was just great to, you know, a lot of my personality on the golf course came from a lot of those guys that grew up playing as a caddy and grew up playing like my grandfather, building sticks, um, you know, from different trees is just swing and, and try to play the game of golf. That was the generation that influenced me. And, you know, a lot of my memories as a kid came up just on the golf course laughing and um, having a good time with them at Grand Mariah. Christian, we've had several of your fellow competitors on the show over the last week or two. And I, I've asked all of them the same question that I want to ask you. What does your pathway in this game look like without the APGA Tour and events like this? Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I, I turned professional in 2011, and my first, about a week after graduating from college, and my first tournament was on the APJ Tour in Texas, um, where, you know, I was played with some great professionals and a lot of guys that became my friends, even to this, this day, we travel and play. So I can't really imagine what it would look like. I mean, it'd be really tough. Um, I think what we're seeing now in the game of golf is the gap um, between the haves and the half-nots has really increased. Um, you know, back in the day, you could, talent was good enough back in the day. You can play with some old clubs, um, mess around, and you can just get out there on the golf course and score um, and compete. Nowadays, I mean, it's so competitive. You need your trainers. You need um, access to a nice course. Now we're seeing $20,000 track mans on the range to help you get better. Um, so, you know, now the APJ has helped giving us access to those resources that I know for sure I wouldn't have had a chance to get um, if it wasn't for the APGA. Speaking of the tiny margins that separate success from failure out there, a lot of people in the field won't have the experience of playing under constant TV cameras. You actually have had that experience just by virtue of having been on the big break and being followed around by the cameras. Is that in any way going to make you more at ease if you're in the mix come the weekend? I don't think it'll make me more at ease, but I would feel more comfortable comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, you know, like I said, big, big Break was tremendous pressure. It was pretty much like every tee shot or every shot we hit on the Big Break, we had 13 camera cameras around, the cranes, uh, a lot of GoPros, 60 camera crew people around. It was a lot of pressure, um, just, but it was fun, you know, and I learned that I could handle and hit good shots. Uh, you know, one of the big things I've learned from Big Break was even with all that going around, nothing's more important than just myself, the target, and the ball. Um, so just try to block all that out as much as I can and just focus on hitting good shots. And if it's bad, I mean, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. Christian, you won the St. Louis Publix last year. I was struck by your Instagram post where you called this a second career after some mental health battles and physical injury. What exactly were you facing on and off the course? Yeah, you know, like I said, in 2018, my grandfather died, and I was really struggling with disappointment in myself because I didn't make it on tour while he was alive to see me. Um, I, I did, so then from there, I just lost motivation. And it seems like as the mind goes, so does the body, and I started struggling more with back pain. And it was hard to kind of keep going. It was hard to, you know, play well when you're struggling. And that's one of the things, like, a lot of sponsors helps out with. Like, everybody has those ups and downs. But to be able to survive the downs and um, so forth when you're playing golf, it's tough to do when you don't have the financial backing. So, you know, one of the great things my grandfather always used to tell me was um, take care of yourself. And I got to a point where I couldn't take care of myself solely on golf. So I had to take a step back. I wasn't liking golf. It was too much pressure. 
Um, so I ended up teaching at Top Golf. I was teaching at or assistant coach at McKendree College as well. And I just needed to get away from the game of golf. And, you know, with COVID coming back around and over COVID, I just got a chance to play golf by myself. Um, the golf course was wide open and they, they let me go out there whenever. So that was kind of when I started falling back in love with the game of golf, then hitting good shots, finding out that I could still play golf. And, you know, that really got me motivated to come back out here and, and play again. So I'm almost just over a year back from quitting my job at Top Golf and, you know, deciding I'm going to try golf fully again. Given those valleys you've been through, Christian, what constitutes a successful week for you this week at Torrey Pines? You know, outside of the things that I've written down, obviously I think that I can get out there and, and get a good chance to win. Um, I would like to kind of see where the tour players are, what makes the what kind of scores they shoot and compare myself to to those guys and see if I can make the cut um out there, which is be which would be pretty cool to see and prove to myself. But I just want to be, you know, relaxed, positive, um, and just a good influence. I want kids to see they're gonna have a really great chance to see me playing golf, um, especially for my community, a lot of other minorities in the game playing golf and the opportunities that we have. So I just want to encourage other people just to, to chase their dreams, to be um, chase their passions. That's one thing that I'm doing. Um, and I just encourage no matter what it is for them to chase their passion and see where it can take you for me to be on, on TV come this Sunday. Well, Christian, the results say you're playing some pretty good golf. Four top tens on the APGA last year, uh, the win in St. Louis at the Publix. What is working so well for you in your game right now? Just being able to play without pain and, and just continuing to get the reps in. Uh, that's one thing I've struggled with over the last three to four years, and now I'm feeling healthy, I'm feeling good. Um, so just continue to, to play without the pain. It's just helping as long as I can keep playing and keep going. That's been one thing with my career. I always told people that my career has been one of two steps forward, one step back. Like I'll, and I just persevere a little steps back. Um, so as long as I just don't quit, I just continue to get better and better slightly here and there. So I, I would have liked to have won last year. I thought I would have, it would have been a lot easier to come back and win, but these guys on the APJ tour, they're getting better. We're playing tougher courses. Um, so I'm just going to keep trending and hopefully I'll get that win sooner than later this year. Christian, a lot of folks are in your corner. You're the guy you call your big brother, Doug Smith, will be out there uh, walking inside <laughs> the ropes as well. So best of luck at Torrey Pines. We'll talk to you down the road. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys.